and welcome to Seize the GM. If you're looking to get started GMing, we're here to help. And if you're a GM with a few levels under your experience belt, we are here to help you find your prestige class. Let us take you through some common questions, concerns, and the fun challenges that every GM will face. We have our ideas, our opinions, and some might even say answers that we want to share. So pull up a chair, dust off your dice, and let us help you seize the GM. Jam. Okay, that that's like a coffee pickup on, you know, done in time lapse, super fast forward. What the hell? <laughs> I don't know. I just thought I'd try something different. It works. It works. I've been going through different phase lately, so I've been doing new intros to the beginning of of our fun and ever improving podcast. <laughs> or whatever, you know. <laughs> If you start coming in with a musical theme, you know, you're just like, hello, my baby, uh, hello, my honey, I'm going to kick your ass. You'd have to come and find That's me That's not first. hard. I know, I make it pretty no, easy. No, it's also not that, but also you told me where you live. I know. <laughs> I know. Uh, so, what are we going to talk about? Uh, We're just going to dive right well, into this we got, uh, We got books. Actually, it's a little bit more than just books. It's like materials of any all uh, any types. So yeah. So this is our GM library. Specifically, a tie for things uh, with our you know post apocalyptic thing. Okay. All right. <laughs> and just FYI, hint, folks, hint. just like just to be oh, just to let you know, not all of these things that we are going to be talking about are specifically are post apocalyptic, but. You know, some of them might uh, give you a kind of a unique idea, but uh, some of them also just might be the, wait, what? <laughs> but it fits. Yep. Yeah. Yes, it does. Mm -hmm. I've definitely got uh, one that is not normal. None of well, eh. <laughs> now nah, most of yours are pretty normal. <laughs> well, what's your, what is your weirdo? So start up with start up with the what the hell are you talking? <sighs> you know. Improv for gamers. Me? Yeah. All right, yeah. explain. Because you are basically playing with the concepts of improv and how it all works in a game setting. Okay? So if you're trying to get into that mindset of I have to do something kind of post-apocalyptic, like take some of the exercises that they give you in the book, except figure out a way to tweak them so that they have that feel for whatever game, like what you're trying to run, you could just theme it all based around post-apocalyptic character concepts and everything. Instead of allowing it to be used in the traditional way that the book is presented to you, start subverting it and do things that would like, you know, like one of the exercises is, is ball toss. Okay. Well, what if instead of ball toss, it's grenade toss? Huh? Explain. <laughs> well, you're tossing grenades back and forth until somebody dies. <laughs> <sighs> ball toss. 
But you see where you, you can take this in a different way than what it was originally presented. So there are ways to do things with that book, taking it and then thinking about it in ways that would subvert it to what you want to do with it. It's a way to do that. And it will help the players in your game to also think about things in a way because they're going to be doing these practice exercises to get themselves in that mindset already. So you're just kind of trying to help them get there by instead of using traditional improv like tropes and stuff, you're changing them and subverting them to this new style. Interesting. So, yeah. Because the goal is to be to be a better GM and to bring a better game to the table. Mm -hmm. So if you're also using your players to help improve that game, it just kind of goes hand in hand. See, I think it did. (laughs) (laughs) I think we all did, you know. Right. And I mean, but that's the thing that a lot of people don't think about is how do you strain the rules of what you're using in a way that makes it then Mm. work. And so I was just like, that is a great way to do that is because it's all improv anyway. So if you're going to play with improv already, why not gear it specifically towards what you're going to use for the game? So, yeah, that was my idea. I like that. That's kind of cool. Yeah. That is... So... (laughs) So what did you come up with? All right. Just... All right. (laughs) That's an oddball. Oddball. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Okay. I, I get, there's two books by Randall Monroe. And if you guys know the XKCD webcomic, uh, you guys know what I'm going to say. I'm going to say how to and what if. One of them, it's, it's pretty much using crazy out of, it's like taking it to the nth degree, how to, like, how to build a swimming pool, how to dig a hole, you know, stuff like that. But it goes like really to the to the nth degree with you know science technology uh, does the physics equations it's hilarious and and what if okay. it's like okay um you know it, it's like what if you know i i put <laughs> i'm sorry what it, it's the at one one of them is like what if i would you were ascending at a specific rate how would you suffocate or freeze to death first um what if you threw a stake out of a you know, would it cook when it hit the ground? All this other stuff. Because okay. it goes into a whole bunch of just crazy ass, really ridiculous. And also they do have a, you know, crazy and worrying questions from the, you know, what if inbox where people just ask like, what if questions? And the yeah. responses are hilarious. It's like, you know, like, you know, it's like, how fast would I, would I have to be going if I wanted, if I... Uh, would the person have to be going if I strung a wire across and I wanted to slice him directly in half? And the response is, hello, police. <laughs> but the, right? thing is it gives you, the thing is that if we think about a lot of post-apocalyptic stuff, it's dangerous out there, the whole thing. And by taking just 
re- absolutely ridiculous and hilarious science questions and knowing actually how it works, you can take some of these absurd ideas and kind of sort of adapt it into your game. And also, it, it, if you get the audiobook, it's narrated by Will Wheaton, both of them are. And, you know, the okay. books are hilarious because they have the little, like, stick figures that he has, like, doing the... Uh, doing a lot of these experiments it's like all right what if you you know what if what if you had a uh a cubic uh what what if you had like a cube um of each of the elements stacked up in the in the periodic table and it's hilarious and he (laughs) describes everything oh my god that's funny you know it's like what if you had a mole which is 6.02 times 10 to the 23rd power uh, which is, and also uh, 1023, mole day, 602 in the morning, 602 at night. Yes, I do celebrate it. But what happens if you had a bowl <laughs> of moles? You know, and it's just like, what? Oh yep. my gosh, it's hilarious. Yeah. So the thing is, you could get some really cool science cops like out of that. So, nice. what do you got? What's the next ones? Oh boy. Uh, so, there was a game that came out. Oh god! It was it was in the the three o glut days uh, using D twenty and OGL, and it was called Darwin's World. Ooh. Now there's been a redoing of Darwin's World, but the original that first came out it was really really neat because it was it was Gamma World. Ooh. But not Gamma gotcha. World. Okay. And it was still where there was still a lot of humans. So it was like, it's like the precursor to Gamma World. So there's some mutation stuff, but it's it's a lot closer to collapsing societies and some of the cool ideas that go with that. That you could like totally mine things out of. Like it, I mean, this is horrible. It's super sexist, but in a world like that, it would devolve to that. Mm-hmm. But they referred to women as furniture. Oh God. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's not good. It's horrible. But in a setting like that, it made sense. And so like those concepts, the ideas of some of the things that you could mine out of it, not that you should use those because we are more enlightened than that we would hope, but having them in there, that that's a thing. So you need to think about, it's a way to think about things like sexism and, you know, racism and all of those things, because in a world over the brink those things will come to surface and how you approach them kind of helps define the world that you live in for the game. And Darwin's world did a great job of introducing some of those concepts that while they may have been present in some of the early post-apocalyptic movies and things like that, it wasn't as like right there in front of you and Darwin's world put it right there in front of you. So it made you uncomfortable 
because those are uncomfortable topics. Mm -hmm. And so it was interesting for that. And even the, the the people that wrote it were like, yeah, we don't believe in any of this. We're we're projecting what the average person would do. And that was one of the interesting things about it. Like yeah. they do they were like, We we think this is horrible and we, we do not condone this sort of thing. Don't do this for real. Well, the, the, they always say about you know like <laughs> like future post apocalyptic is not a prediction, uh, it's not a prediction of the future, but a critique on the present. Yes. So you know by saying it's just like okay, as you know with the zeitgeist being what it is right now, this is what we this is you know taken to taken to an extreme. Yeah, and, and this is this was written almost twenty years ago, so it's a way different world than than that. That we live in mm-hmm. today. And so like that's something to keep in mind. Like this was a long time ago when this was written. And is it great? It's interesting. Is it is it like a good thing? Again, it's like my wife and I talking about Little Caesars. You know, is it good? Well, as they say, it's hot and it's ready. Mm-hmm. Is it good? it's hot and it's ready like exactly <laughs> it's it's not a thing it's that's not the is it good the, doesn't factor into it yeah it's just this is what it is and and take it for what it is also realize that like while i'm saying it had some neat ideas in it they're 20 year old ideas mm-hmm. now it's also so an interesting you snapshot. have to take yeah. it yeah, it's a snapshot of what the world was like 20 years mm-hmm. ago. Thinking about a post-apocalyptic world. Like, so it's it's different. And while I say it has some cool ideas, it does, but it also has some really problematic ideas. So remember that when I'm saying these things because I understand that there are really problematic ideas in it. But there's also some really neat ones. Yeah. The thing is, like, it's, it's, so, it's it, like as it is a critique on, it is a critique on the on the present shown through the lens of a possible future, and yeah. you know the, the thing is like, yeah, it's it's severely jacked up, but it also shows is like they wouldn't have come up with the ideas if they didn't make sense. Yes, so that's my second hmm. one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I've got uh, the the Metro series. Um, it, it, most people think, oh yeah, the video game. Now nah, there, there's books, and okay. um, it, it's by uh, uh, Dmitry Glukovsky, and they're phenomenal. They're absolute. The the books are absolutely phenomenal, and uh, I'm I'm I've. Uh, I've gotten through one and a half thus far, one and a half books, um, and I'm I'm enjoying. The thing is, like, it is, you know, that like there's always that vaguely supernatural thing, and the the games did a, a pretty damn good, a pretty damn good kind of like, or at least the first two did. I'm not saying anything about Metro Exodus, but um, yeah, but the thing is, like the the books, it it feels much more. Reading it, the thing is, like, as you're playing, you are you are present, like, in it. But this, it feels like you are you're in that time when you're reading it, you know. But okay. 
it also almost feels like you are reading somebody narrating it. You know, okay. so you you kind of like yes, I'm you're there at that time, but it almost feels like you're reading somebody's like dictated memoirs. Of the it, it's beautifully done. It is, it's well okay. written, and you know the translation is pretty freaking top notch. But a lot All of the right. ap- apocalyptic themes um, kind of makes you feel like the the thing it, it it's they're very addressed. I want to say very casually. Not in the, you know, like uh, this is it's like this. It's very matter of fact. It's it's like, yeah, you know, yeah. You live it. You live in the metro system now. Okay. It's it's very. I guess that's kind of like the, the thing is like, anytime and they're doing something scary, you feel very much high in the tension. But when describing like the living quarters, the living situation, the smells, the sounds, it's like eh this is life you know it's like if you were describing what it was like driving on like you know the outer loop of the beltway outside dc you know it's it's very matter of fact it's just how it It, is yeah and i i love how that's done and it's it's beautifully done and i it's like at least with the first two metro games it's like you kind of get that same feel like granted yeah the difficulty is is knuckle breaking but they they did they were able to capture a lot of just um the the uh the the tonal shift of i am it's like i am in my cubby hole where i am you know and this is this is where i live versus dealing with the other factions and dealing with the the uh the I, i'm not gonna even call them monsters but just dealing with the others yeah you know and it's uh yeah you, you kind of go it, it's it takes that kind of like okay there is the other there's this weird crazy absurd thing and i love it it's great mm-hmm. nice nice so so what's your what's your third media okay apocalypse world wait what the system wait there's a huh there's an actual game system called apocalypse why didn't world. i know of this I have no idea why you have never heard of this. Have you ever heard of Powered by the Apocalypse? Oh, well, so Powered by the Apocalypse is, so they wrote uh, Apocalypse World, and it is a very narrative-based game system for telling stories during the apocalypse. Obviously, Apocalypse (laughs) World. Then what they did was they basically created a stripped down version and said, this is powered by the apocalypse. So now you can create all of these other versions of the apocalypse using that rule set. Oh, that's slick. And they also do other games that are not necessarily the apocalypse, but they're still powered by this rule set. I like it. Sounds kind of cool. City of Mist is one of the games that is powered by the apocalypse, but it's not apocalypse world. And it's it's very interesting. It uses playbooks instead of like normal things like character sheets and stuff like that. It's it's interesting. I, I like the idea of it. I've only gotten to play a little bit of Apocalypse World. And I played specifically City of Mist. And it it was intriguing enough that I want to play more with really? it. Because I think you could do some really, really cool things with it. 
And so like, yeah, that is one of the things that like I want to play with more is the base rule set for Apocalypse World and see if there's a way to maybe even potentially do Edenship powered by the Apocalypse. Interesting. So I've been toying around with doing this in a couple of different game systems because we've been writing really open, freeform, no setting guidance, really, mm-hmm. for what we're doing. And so I've been trying to come up with what would be some of the really interesting ways that you could do this. And I think that we have a few out there right now that exist. And I think Apocalypse World is a great system for doing that. So I've been I've been kind of taking a gander at it uh, over the last couple of weeks. I haven't dug super deep into it because I've been doing other yeah. things. Uh, but yeah, I, I want to dig more into Apocalypse World and see what all it can provide. That's going to be interesting. I'll have to look it up. Yeah. It sounds cool. Yeah, it's it's really cool. <laughs> sounds it, dude. Oh, my God. So, yeah. So what do you got for your last one? Oh, as I, again, it's like I got another twofer, but uh, one of them is okay. they're, they're both video games, okay? Uh, All right. Uh, like I had two books. I'm allowed to do video games. Um, one of them is called <laughs> Stray, and it, I, I pull it up because, one, it's a very unique take on a, a very far in the future post-apocalyptic uh genre which is kind of cool if you want to think about you have dudes in a post-apocalyptic and they come across something where a whole race went extinct you play a cat all right and you were part you were on the surface and then all of a sudden you know it's like you there's you know there's these cities that you live in uh that the thing is like you're expecting humans there and you don't you find a whole bunch of just freaking robots there and you find out like the humans went extinct a long 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 time ago just they died out but a lot of these robots mimic a lot of their uh their abilities and and, and their mannerisms and stuff like that and it's kind of cool it's like okay there there's a monument to what the humans were because the humans developed the robots but the humans have been long gone and the robots still kind of they carry like a memory of them you know there there's there oh, it's it's a very interesting take and uh the other one i'm bringing up and it's going to sound a little weird but <clears throat> dark souls 2 and specifically the scholar of the first sin edition and the big reason because it's like okay in scholar of the first in, in dark souls with scholar of the first sin you kind of sort of feel like, okay, like a lot of the mythos, like the the fading of the fire and stuff like that, you kind of find out that, wait a minute, there's a little bit of bullshit. And it, the thing is, like in a post-apocalypse, it's like, all right, a lot of the records, a lot of the truth, you know, dot, dot, dot. It's like, wait a minute. That could be, it, it's, you know, um, because and, uh, Aldia, who is pretty much, uh, he is the, 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 <laughs> the the scholar of the first sin it's it's the it's like once the lord of light banished the dark and all that stemmed from humanity and men assumed a fleeting form which means they weren't a fleeting form before that and he's like this is the roots of our world men are props on a stage of life and no matter how tender how exquisite a lie will remain a lie 
So the thing is with nice. that, and I and that quote, and I was thinking about that, thinking about that, and it's like, okay, in Dark Souls, it's like, okay, it's like the fire is fading, the world is crumbling. Okay, that is, you are pretty much this is you know post apocalypse. This is past the golden age uh, of, of of the gods. Okay, but the thing is, like, yeah. this is is like okay, but you've been in this post apocalypse for a long time. It's like okay, there's. There, there's a mythos there's there, there's a theology there's like this narrative and then you find out a lot of it is bullshit and it you oh, nice. and the re and that's the reason i'm bringing that up it's like okay some of the other bits is like yeah it's kind of neat bits in the story but it's one of those wait a minute it's like okay so and it's like okay usually you're given a, a choice one way you, you you kindle and you continue this thing or you give it up again but Either way, it wouldn't matter if you think about it because, oh, well, someone else is going to come out and, and kindle it and fix it again. But they give you a really weird twist with the DLC where, you know, more you die, you hollow, and eventually you just forget everything. But you get an item after doing these quests. It's like, okay, you stave off hollowing. You don't cure it. You yourself are immune to it. So you are the pretty much only individual on this whole in this whole world that is not affected by uh, abandoning it abandoning the flame or rekindling it you are immune to the effects you are still a hollow you will still die and revive but the effects of what hollowing does to you you know that you no longer go at so it, it's a way to kind of break out of that and especially in oh, a post-apocalyptic cool. world if you think about it you know a lot of it's like okay we do this now because it's the way it's always been all right. Well, if you know, this is not like it when you're doing a post apocalypse, it doesn't always have to be near post apocalypse. It could be generations down. So if you yeah. think about it, it's like, okay, you know, it's like uh, once those that kind of like live through it and experience it, they're, they're all dead and they've, they've, you've got no direct stories. You've got hearsay, you have recordings and stuff like that. But eventually that can fade into, you know, Obscure or, or myth can get twisted, misinterpreted, yeah. and depending on the level of tech, making you know, falsifying data becomes a little bit easier. Yep. And that's the the one the thing. It's like you know, you know, no, and no matter how tender, how exquisite, a lie will remain a lie. And it's like if people have been bullshitting, yeah. It's like what happens if you find out that the society you live in, that you've been doing X Y Z for for generations right mm. is all just a lie mm -hmm. yeah and that's the, re the reason i brought it because it, like dark souls 2 usually isn't the most beloved of the the franchise but it brings up a lot of interesting kind of theming that you can actually play with in a post-apocalyptic game and that's you know yeah. the, the number one and number three they're great they they tie up the whole lord run um a story and give you a couple of things but this one shows us like okay people have been kindling the fire and keeping this cycle going and then you find out that it doesn't matter if you as your piece as your character abandon that quest and say fuck it let it go to dark it's like there's gonna be somebody that does it so you're still stuck yeah so it's just one of those it's like okay we know this is a lie and your choices don't matter and it, that's how it was for the second. And then you got the DLC, which changed. Just like your choices still don't matter, but now you have an out. 
Okay. And I like that. It's like, okay, but it's like you're one person. What are you going to do with that? Yeah, exactly. And they don't pretty much. It's like you get you get you get this MacGuffin that makes you immune to hollowing. You're you're still a human. You're still an undead. Da, 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 da. But you know, you you abandon. You don't kindle it, and you leave, and that's where the story ends. Nice. And I like that. It, 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 oh, so good. You know. Yeah. So I mean, it, it sounds a little bit silly, and everyone's just oh, it's Dark Souls too. But the thing, if you don't look at it from a dark, you have don't to, look at it as Dark Souls. Yeah, you have to look at it from another don't way. Don't look at it as a Dark Souls perspective. Look at it as find. It's like if you have always known shackles, if you have always known slavery, this is what you were for ages and ages. And all the stories talk about it, and then you find out that you are a slave. You know, think about yeah. the Matrix. You find out you're a battery. You don't yeah. know about. It. What do you do with that? So it's kind of like, you know, it, a lot of this kind of stuff that if you think about it, it's like. It's a new way of looking mm -hmm. at things. And that is that is really cool. I like that. Yeah. Idea. So, I mean, like I said, it's not it's yes, it has tangentially post-apocalyptic, but a lot of the things we brought up were when we were building this, you know, it's like we have like the archivist. We have like the the okay yeah dude we still have serial killers going around on there but people are hiding what the hell this guy really was he's not even given a name he's given a number you yeah. know and yeah exactly like we've done all kinds of crazy things like tying into this without really letting anybody realize that that's what we've done <laughs> we didn't i don't think we even did it and you know what i mean didn't do it intentionally because i've never even played dark souls but the idea is some of the darker aspects of of people and things like that are just present. And when you tie into those, it becomes pretty obvious when you look back at other media forms where it's just like, Oh my God, I totally stole it from this, but I didn't even know that this existed. Yeah. Because there are those, those universal archetypes that exist for mm -hmm. a reason. So, and just as a, a cool, it just, it, 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 and I'll quote, like, it's like I, I, I love Aldia. It's like one of the coolest characters. But pretty much it is the, it's like, he's, I am Aldia. I sought to shed the yoke of fate, but failed. Now I only await an answer. Seek the throne, seek light, dark, and what lies beyond. So it's like, if somebody found nice. this out and tells your characters, it's like, all this is bullshit. They tried something and they failed. Now it's like, yeah, I love it. Yeah, that is great. So, well, folks, <laughs> we're we're gonna cut this one a little short, um, but but what 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 are you, what's have, your closing remark? What what are you recommending for the for the well, lovely and delightful people out there? But before I do mm -hmm. that, we have social media, Twitter, Instagram. No, I'm not. No, I'm not saying it. You're not making me. <laughs> you, know, you can't make okay, me. Okay, fine. <laughs> uh, those are the uh, Twitter, we have Facebook. Twitter, we have Twitter, Facebook. We've we got Patreon it, and Kofi if you want to toss us a couple of shekels. You know, you could look up Zen or myself or Gardermanger when he when he uh, finishes being a grown-up responsible adult and gets to hang with the rest of us yeah. degenerates. <laughs> but you, could look, you can look us all up. Um, on, on the various social platforms we are. We've got uh, um, 
you know, on Discord, drop us, you know, a bit of information. It's like, hey, what kind of books or what kind of resource, what kind of interesting things would you uh, get or or find neat ideas in? Yeah. Yeah, please let us know because I love, I love using uh, bits and pieces from other things. I mean, I didn't even dive into movies for post-apocalyptic stuff. Yeah. And I've got tons of yeah, those. Yeah, I, I definitely steer clear of those too myself. But um, yeah, and the thing is like for post-apocalypse, it's like, yes, I could have done, I could have done, you know, Fallout or or something like that. But the thing is like, I wanted to pick ones that had a, you know, it's like, okay, in Stray. A different Yeah, approach. in Stray, humans are extinct. They've been gone a long, long, long time. Yeah. But it's there's a there's a sweetness in the memorial of how they're remembered and what have you, uh-huh. you know. And the other one is like okay, like theology, dogma, and the the belief system of you know what the world is now. It's just like okay, what happens if all that's crap? <laughs> yep. So you know, yeah. it's like yes, I my big thing is like video games, and of course, but. You know, yeah. but the the yeah, the, there's there's a bunch of different types of media out there. It's like if if folks, if you've got if there's radio plays out there that you think are are really good, that'd be a good inspiration. Or books that you actually think that you know, like books on mad science. There's a book called Mad Science. I own it, but um, yeah, <laughs> you know, but it's stuff like that that you think that might be used for somebody to to kind of add a little bit more of a realistic flavor or something like that, that you think, or, you know, let us know, because if we don't know what's out there, we're not going to find it. And sometimes, you know, the, the, the Amazon algorithm, the Google algorithm, the YouTube algorithm, isn't that great. Yeah. Yeah. So anytime you guys want to reach out to us on any kind of social media, please. Uh, we love talking with people and yeah, (laughs) I, uh, I have been known to, to chat for long periods of time <laughs> about random oh, things. Yeah. So, and it gets, I'll be honest, it but, gets funny, especially when he's sleepy. Yeah. But, you know, I'll be honest. It's like, uh, and then you'll hear him. And then all of a sudden it's just like, gosh, darn it, dog. I'm like, what do you do? He's like, he jumped and hit me in the crotch and I'm laughing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My stupid little dog. <laughs> but, all right. Closing remarks. What do you got? All right, so my wife just sent me this while we were actually recording, and I want this thing so bad. It is a life-size, you can pre-order as of right now, which means it's probably still going to be up for pre-order when this episode goes live. Hopefully. A life-size closet from Wizards. All right. (laughs) As in like the little demon that's a familiar in D&D that you can get. what? Yeah, that's what that's from. <laughs> You're kidding. It's a little demon. And I want this thing so bad. It is hilarious. And I I I love like weird like things like this. They've done a few other things like they've done dragon heads and there's um uh, one of the other co- I think Paizo did a a blue cobalt which is really cool. Uh, they're not for the, the faint of heart when it comes to the, the dollar amount that you will chuck out for one of these things, but they are really cool. And so, yeah, 
if you if you have the the spare five hundred bucks <laughs> that this bad boy is going to yeah, cost, yeah, and I I'll, I um, put a link for it in the doobly do so that way you know even it, let's just put it this way even if you can't afford it, um, you can at, at least it. look at it you know if um, you know if you've got a whole bunch of friends that owe you money. Yeah, you know, I was like, <laughs> get them to pay you, and then use that money yeah. to buy this thing because it's funny. You know, or if you've got a friend that, you know, would be using it, you know, you could tell them about yeah. it. You know, if they're if they're independently wealthy and they want to buy it, you could come over and visit. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I'm so, terrible. It's a lot of fun. It's, it's cool. It is definitely uh, yeah. best way to describe it. <laughs> uh huh. <laughs> All right, so what have you got? All right, well, uh, as everyone knows, I'm an anime fan, and Bleach Thousand Year Blood War, which is the final chapter to Tuesday Kubo's, um, you know, Bleach Saga, they're doing the anime, and it's and it's out. It comes out, uh, it's on Hulu. Oh, nice. It comes out every Monday, and it's subtitled. But uh, from what I understand, they, they are going to be doing a dub version. I know some people are like, ah, they're purist. My thing is, like, if it's a damn good story and you can consume it it's anyway. It's a damn good story well, no matter and what. Let's just put John Young Bosch nails Ichigo. I don't, it's like, yes, I will prefer the the subtitled, but at least as the voice of Ichigo, John Young Bosch does a damn good job. But it is the final chapter because they, it ended, um, it ended with the Fulbring uh, arc, and it it just it, it didn't really resolve right. There's a lot of still unanswered questions that get answered here, but also uh, nice. I know what's going to be coming up, and I'm just going to tell you some of the Bankais that you're going to see. You see Benny Hime, the Bankai of of uh, uh, from Urahara Kiske, and it's like, and it's disturbing and scary as hell. But nice. you know, they're the animation style is a little bit different. But they've—I don't know how they—the action is a lot more actiony. They've gotten even better with some of like how to to do a lot of the camera angles because it's been a long time since uh, the the since the full bring are wrapped up. It's been a it's been quite a long yeah. time. So now you're seeing it now, and you're like, oh, that looks really cool. So there's been you know with a lot of the improvements in animation and and some of the technical advances. Some of, and it's like I said, it's the last dark, so there's going to be some pretty badass stuff coming up. So it looks so, yeah. So if you guys, that's oh, yeah. cool. So you know, I highly recommend watching it. It is a, it is a, it's like I said, this is the last story and it's really freaking good. That's cool. Um, that is very it's cool. right now. It's like if you're in the United States, get on Hulu. It's supposed to be on Disney Plus outside the United States. There's a lot of bitching and issues with it, so and I don't know why they didn't go with Crunchyroll. It's stupid, but that's how licensing goes. <laughs> but yep. like I said, I love the story. I love the the depth and the characters, and you know, it's it's I I love what it's done. It, it just sucks that you know you can't you know you, Bleach used to be on Crunchyroll for like ever, and now it's only on Hulu, which is a pain in the arse. Yeah. So. Yep. yes indeed well folks we are going to call that a wrap Uh, and guys if you pick up any of these books and you read them and you like them tell us us what you liked about them drop us so it's like you know and if any of these are you're like oh if you like that read this because I'll be honest I read too fast and 
I'm running out of books. <laughs> yeah. I, I would love to put together a uh, a book list oh, heck yeah. on the website at some mm-hmm. point and, and start putting together some stuff like that for, for yeah, this. You know what? It's like, so. hey, if you support us on Patreon or Kofi or something like that, you know, you might get a special episode of Seize the GM Book Club where we all yeah. read the same damn thing. And if anyone makes me... If anyone makes me read Heinlein, I'm killing you. I hate Heinlein. What? I hate Heinlein. I would never. Yeah, you would. Purpose. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, would. Yeah, you would. But, that, <laughs> but here's the thing. I can get you back, and I can force you to read Philip K. Dick. Oh, God, I hate Philip K. Dick. <laughs> yeah. He's such a dick. <laughs> Yeah, but the thing is, like, I wouldn't even make you read like the the you know do Androgyne of Electric Sheep. Uh, there, he wrote one. He wrote a book and wrote it using the uh, the I Ching kind of like divination. I, I'd make yeah. you read that one. Oh god! So we we've got a book truce. <laughs> yeah, we do. Because <laughs> like, yep. all right, <laughs> all right. We're yes, but no. Seriously, if we get enough people that want to talk to us about things like that, we will definitely be doing. We're gonna be trying to get some more Patreon exclusive episodes for for our lovely, wonderful patrons that we have. Um, and if you feel like you can afford to throw a couple of shekels our way every month, then awesome! And you will get access to anything that we do like that. Also, whenever we get to finalizing the PDF of this apocalyptic Eden ship. Mm-hmm. That will be that will actually be free to all of our patrons before we put it up for sale on drive through. Yep. So until then, I guess. <laughs> we look forward to seeing you guys. So until then, keep playing your games. Have lots of fun. Roll your dice. And we will see you all next time. Bye. Thanks for checking in. It was a blast sharing our thoughts and ideas on our time. We hope that you had a great time with us and could hardly wait to share the next show. In the meantime, let us know how you handled this topic in your own games. You can find us on most social media platforms, especially Twitter. Facebook and Instagram. And if you want to follow us, search for Seize the GM. And if you just want to follow one of us, search for our names on the social media platform of your choice or go to SeizeTheGM.com for convenient links. Seize the GM is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial Sharealike 4.0 International License. All copyrighted material referenced herein are held by the respective owners. No infringement intended and no claim of ownership is Once again, thanks to you, our listeners. We hope you gained some ideas for your ongoing games. Or the inspiration to run your first. Now get out there and play some games. Roll some dice. Be safe, and you'll hear from us again soon.